This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, let's turn attention to this now. The ANC undertook a um, a working visit to Russia, which began on Thursday and ended yesterday, according to a statement released by the party's national spokesperson, Matlengi Pengumziri. She says that the, the statement said the visit was uh, at the invitation of the United Russia Party, which is Russia's largest political party, uh, which the ANC describes as a long-standing ally and friend of the ANC. The trip by NEC members came a few days after the Minister of International Relations and Cooperation, Naledi Pando, affirmed, reaffirmed the ties between the government of South Africa and, and that of Russia uh, during a visit by the Russian Minister of Energy and Environment. Dr. Pando insisted these relations cannot be dictated by outside forces. Let's hear more from Mr. Bapela, the Obed Bapela, who is the International uh, Relations Subcommittee Deputy Chairperson of the ANC, joining us on the line. Mr. Papela, good morning and thank you for your time. Good morning and uh, to your listeners also of Power FM. Thank you very much. Now, let's just understand about what this visit. First, tell us what uh, um, what the visit was about. I gather that it was at the invitation of the, the United Russia Party. What uh, was the visit all about? What did you do while you were there? We have been invited as part of the 30 political parties in Latin America, Africa, and Asia. Mm-hmm. And in Africa, it was the ANC and ZANU-PF of Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. We were invited also to serve in the interim committee in which the ANC nominated me to then serve in that interim committee of the inter-party forum that is, been, is going to be established and launched in October later this year. And the interim committee will definitely be working and identifying parties that have a similar stance towards anti-neocolonialism, but secondly, uh, advocates for the multipolar world, which the ANC in the recent conference took those two resolutions. In the characteristics of the ANC in the strategy and tactics, we, are, we have posed that issue that we are anti-neocolonialism, but also in, in the international relations section of the resolutions, we said we must strengthen the, the voice of progressive internationalism mm. and ensure, therefore, that a platform is created to widening, to advocate for the mm. multipolar world away from the unipolar. Mm. So we found those two, obviously, attracting us to, to be part of the 30 parties along. Obviously, we had a meeting with United Russia in which we uh, put in our position on the war uh, in Ukraine, and they said to us, but it's not a war uh, with Ukraine, it's a war with NATO, uh, which is occupying space in, in Ukraine. Therefore, they were provoked, and that is why we're in that war. We understand the reasons and all those things. And and I know the question has been saying, why South Africa is not uh, taking, why, why is it not condemning the war? And we've been saying that we are non-partisan, we explained, our stand on being nonpartisan, informed by the Freedom Charter, which is the shall be peace and friendship, and the ANC has been advocating mm. for that, but also because we are members of the non-aligned movement since right. 1961, when it was established after the Bundung Conference, right. 
Okay, uh, let me just uh, let me just come in if I can here, Mr. Babel. Yeah. I just want to pick up on what you were saying about uh, uh, your position that you put to that. What was it that? What is the position that you put to them about uh, the war with Ukraine, which they are now calling the war on NATO? What was the position that you, well, as the ANC, articulated? Yeah, the war is not an end in itself. Uh, at a point, there must be ceasefire. Will they agree to go for a ceasefire should an opportunity arise? They said yes, definitely. No, no, but that wasn't my question. My question was, what was the position that you expressed about the war? Well, obviously, the issue was that the war is not an end on its means, and it means we cannot just go on war and say we are going to be victorious throughout because life is lost, the infrastructure and then other elements suffers in that particular country. Can they now, what is it that they will want? to end the war. And I think that was the question that we put to them. Uh, having expressed our nonpartisan and say why we want to advocate for the end of the war. And and then they did give us four points. Uh, and then they also indicated to us China gave them ten points when the mm. president of China What are the four there. points that they gave to you? Well, uh, maybe just to respect the organizational processes, Terry, so that there are four points that are very critical and we will be communicating them to the... I've already started communicating them to Comrade Numbulam Gonyanez, the chair of the International Relations and the Deputy Secretary General of the ANC, to put to the officials if opportunity arises today in their meeting, which will then be processed towards the working mm. committee. And mm. we will be meeting today as the ANC International Relations to then also express... Mm. So do you accept... ANC. Do you as the ANC then accept the position, their position that this is not a war against uh, uh, Ukraine, but a war against NATO? Is this something that uh, you accept? Well, look here, it's a matter of discussions because they were expressing their own view. And then we uh, engaged that we, our view is that the war must come to an end. What will be the conditions? And it was in that context that they were able to give us the, the, the four conditions and uh, of them going to a mm-hmm. negotiating table by a neutral body that can be agreed by all parties, but America and NATO must be on the table, Ukraine must be on the table, and then themselves, so that they, they can then engage on those particular issues. Now, I think, in terms of, uh, in terms of the, the issue of uh, did the matter around this uh, ICC uh, warrant of arrest uh, against uh, the president of Russia, Mr. Vladimir Putin, come up in your discussions? Definitely it did come to say what is it that we are going to be doing. We have informed them that the cabinet is still processing the matter. The ANC is also going to be having a special NEC where the matter is going to be engaged and finalized. And at the point when we will be ready to communicate, definitely it's going to be soon as before the end of April, mm-hmm. we'll be able then to indicate. Uh, so they are also concerned to see what's going to happen. They will still want to see Putin in South Africa. They want him to be part of the, the summit of BRICS in August. And we will be hosting political parties of the BRICS, by the way, uh, probably in July. We're still negotiating. And what is the position of the ANC, though, with regards to the Rome Statute? Because, I mean, as things stand, the the processes that were due to get underway to withdraw South Africa from the Rome Statute were actually stopped by by the ANC. Where do you stand there now? Well, obviously, they were stopped and reviewed in the previous conference of last year. I mean, the, the last conference last year. And uh, and then now the issue which was agreed that the ANC is looking at is that re- reviewing the domestication of the Romeo statutes. 
Other countries have domesticated with certain sections of the Rome statutes not applicable in their own countries. And that then is the power of each government that uh, it might then have to look. And we might then have to look at the ANC uh, based on the recommendations from the cabinet at the point when they were implementing to say maybe let's not withdraw. Uh, but also we are pressurized by other organizations such as the Palestinians who said, if you go, how do we then also achieve our own objective of getting the Netanyahu in Israel also being indicted to come mm. uh, to, 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 to the Rome stages? So we had to look at those factors. However, the domestication of the law is what we might then have to look at as a review. And then, and, and then Britain has no yeah. As far as you are concerned, do you have a position as to whether the warrant should now be executed? Well, we don't have yet a position because we are still discussing the merits and okay. the law itself in terms of... And also, remember, we've got a judgment of not arresting uh, Al-Bashe, uh, Omar al-Bashe uh, at the time, and the High Court had said that we broke the law. Uh, and, 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 and therefore, with this one, it comes at the time when the warrant is already issued, even before the event, whereas the other, the warrant was issued already, the person being in the country. So, but looking at the politics and the law, they attempt to contradict that, because at the time, Al-Bashir was the president of Sudan, and there were high level of engagements to give South Sudan independence. Right. Should we have arrested the, that country will not be the 54th member of African states uh, today, uh, and then and then therefore obviously. Yeah, but I think the politics also do not change the law. But we're going to have to leave it there, Mr. Bapela, for now. <laughs> okay. uh, that's the International Relations Subcommittee of uh, the International Relations Subcommittee Deputy Chairperson of ANC, Mr. Bapela. Thank you for your time. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.